1: Day. Sky here joined by my good buddy Drew Misick, talking some DFS for week 13. As always, make sure to email us your fantasy questions for the DFS or season-long leagues to our email address tckpod at gmail.com and shoot us a DM on Instagram at the Candlestick Kids. Always use the hashtag tckpod. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it.
0: Daily fantasy sports. The most addictive thing you can do on your phone other than perhaps cocaine.
1: Daily fantasy is not just fun. It's who I am, what the f I I do.
0: Daily fantasy sports combine everything dudes love. Sports, money and a lack of commitment.
1: I turned $35 into $2 million, into $40, into zero dollars on FanDuel.
0: It's frankly the only thing that's going to make people want to watch the Bucks and the Jaguars face off on a rainy Thursday night. How the are you a winner?
1: Uh, How the am I a winner? I'll tell you how the I'm a winner. I won $6.18 playing daily fantasy. That's how the I'm a winner. You're an idiot. Drew, brother man, how are we? How you doing, buddy? Doing good. Good, man. Thank you so much for coming on. It's been a long time coming. I know we've been talking about this for a few weeks, and we finally get you on here for the last week of the regular fantasy season. I can't believe we're on week 13 already, man. Holy shit, huh? Every year, man, it goes by too quick. I feel like it was draft season just a couple weeks ago, and we're talking about prepping for the prepping for the season, giving predictions and all these things. Some of that shit is out the window. Others you can, you know, look back on and decide that you you made a good call one way or another. Um, but either way, we're in week thirteen. How are your leagues doing in the season long? Before we get
0: into the DFS, you looking good on the playoffs? You scratching? What's up? Yeah, um, actually, in our league in the TCK Pod League, I'm in first place. I'm doing good in that league. Um, my other leagues, I'm not doing too good though.
1: Oh well, thank you for saving the glory <laughs> for us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right on, man. Well, yeah, Daniel and uh, Daniel <laughs> and Curly are there, of course, the, the TCK Pod Candlestick Kids. Um, we've all been uh, flicking you shit all season. Being in first place, man, every week. Yeah, so, buddy. congrats to you, man. You've been been doing very well, and your team's been uh, been crushing. I thought you were going to get an L last week, having Mahomes and and uh, Tyreek on the bench, but you escaped once again. So it was close. Good for you, man. Well, you and I uh, come up against each other this week? Here, I'm I'm trying to make sure I get into the playoffs. You're sitting pretty. Looks like uh, top seat is locked in for you, so it you're is, looking yeah. pretty good there. Um, so hopefully, I can get the get the W <laughs> and skate back in there. But we shall see but I uh, will leave the season long to our, um, Thursday, Friday episodes like we always do. And, uh, let's get into some DFS, man. So I brought you on specifically for the DFS cause uh, you and I have been talking DFS stuff for quite a while. And, um, along with the season long leagues, you also get in on the, on the daily and you do football, you do basketball, do you do baseball and hockey and other shit too, or are you just primarily basketball football?
0: No, I've, I've done hockey a couple times, but it's not really my thing. I primarily do football. Um, And basketball. I do a lot more football than I do basketball, but I do basketball almost every day. It's usually just a couple cheap lineups, though.
1: And so the main differences are basketball's (coughs) daily and the football is weekly, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: And so what you play both. Do you have a preference either way? If you had to choose one, would you you pick DFS and do the more consistent picking any lineup you want every single week? Or would you do, uh, do you like setting your team for the year and
0: manipulating it week in, week out? I mean, I really like both. I feel like if I had to choose between the two, I'd probably take daily. Mm. What is that? Oh, I just like to—I just like to change it up. I like the idea of switching it up and creating a new team. And um, you know, um, daily versus yearly, um, the drafting is totally different. Like with daily, you can you you can take the players that you want. I mean, you you have a certain like salary cap. Um, but all the players are available to you, you know, and it's not like somebody else took the player and you can't have that player. So so you
1: can play Todd Gurley every week if you want to or you don't have to. It's exactly. Not like, it's
0: not like your homie took
1: him and you don't get a chance. Exactly. Got you. Right on. Of course. So I played the DFS a handful of times just to kind of mess around with it. But but season long is where I've been making my bread for the last handful of years. And what we primarily focus on on the podcast um, but I'm stoked to bring you on because you're kind of the the DFS uh, guru with us, and um, you've you've uh, had some success in the DFS, uh, most certainly. And without you know, given price points or, or numbers or anything like that, like can you just explain to the to the users some of your recent um, tournament uh, finishes and things like that you've been sending me, which have been quite impressive. And and uh, maybe what is the mindset going into a DFS lineup in NFL versus uh, maybe your weekly lineup on your season long team?
0: Yeah, I don't I don't really know, man. I don't yeah. I don't know how to compare the two really other than like what I said about being able to like um you know, you don't like somebody else didn't take the player so you can't take them. I feel like that's like the main difference and I don't I don't have too many differences um or feelings feelings about it. You know, I don't to me they're two totally different things. I mean, it is the same thing. It's they're both fantasy, but in my mind um I don't know. They just yeah, they were they work totally different. I don't know. Fair enough.
1: Like, and maybe like maybe a difference for me is that you have the same players every single week in a in a in a season long league. Mm-hmm. You get to know your players, you get to know their tendencies personally, and you feel stoked on a guy, frustrated with the guy, know the matchups, things like that. Where in a DFS, you really do have a rotating roster that's whoever really depending on matchups. So you're really studying, I think, more individuals in a DFS scene and you're more overall uh, into, uh, maybe each player versus, um, season long that you kind of know your 15 guys well, you know, but you maybe don't know the rest of the guys. So that'd be a difference for me for sure.
0: Definitely. And it definitely helps with, uh, you know, keeping up on all the individual players, which helps with daily and yearly, because, you know, it helps you, you know, you're constantly studying, you're doing a daily, you're, you know, you're, you're in it right. And it's win it right on. Cool. Well, let's uh let's
1: get right to it, man. Let's uh appreciate the intro. Um, just want to let the listeners know who you are, and and uh, ideally we'd like to get you on for the remainder of this season, and then you know maybe next year as well. Um, but let's let's get right to it, man. We're talking about DraftKings today, uh, specifically DraftKings. We like that PPR vibe here on the TCK Pod, so we're gonna go with DraftKings. And um, you're generally in, in the uh, the GPPs, correct? Yeah. That's your vibe. Cool. So we're looking at the quarterbacks right now. So what we're going to do is go through each position. And um, basically, I'd like you to just bounce off some players up in the top tiers that you're willing to pay up for um, that are you know expensive and certainly going to you know, decrease your budget quickly, but worth it in your opinion. And then we're going to flop down to the bottom half as well and maybe some guys who um, are cheap that you can get some value out of. So let's start at the top here. I'm looking at the uh, DraftKings. We're looking at the Sunday slate, so we are not including – the Saints, the Cowboys, who play Thursday night. We're also not including the Chargers and the Steelers Sunday night football, as well as the Redskins or the Eagles on Monday night. So everybody else is eligible. Looking on here, the first couple names that come off the board, Pat Mahomes, Cam Newton, Jared Goff, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Jameis Winston, and so on. So who in that top 5-6 tier do you think is worth it to pay up for that? We're looking at about $7,600 for Mahomes, $6,000 for Winston, and it gets a little
0: cheaper after that. Yeah. um, You know, looking at it, I mean, Pat Mahomes always, of course, is is like the the star in my you got to love that matchup against the Raiders, too. My goodness. Exactly. (laughs) So, I I mean, looking at all these people, I think Mahomes is probably my first choice uh, for somebody to pay up, especially because they're playing the Raiders. Um, even though he costs the most, he costs a thousand dollars more than the next person, Cam Newton, which is sixty six hundred mm-hmm. um but yeah, I think I'd take Mahomes for seventy six hundred I think he's gonna end up a uh, a huge week like he does almost every week.
1: How do you feel about Russell Wilson at home against the 49ers who have definitely been struggling? Russell Wilson looks a lot better. Multiple touchdowns in multiple games. Doug Baldwin's coming back. Um, David Moore looks good. Tyler Lockett, Lockett, of course, can get free. Uh, Seattle is a totally different beast at home. Of course, a huge win last week. They're fighting for their playoff lives. How do you feel about Russell Wilson? I know that Daniel on our podcast has been repping Russell all year, and I've been giving him shit because they've been struggling, but... Not so much anymore, he's definitely coming back. How do you feel about Russell Wilson this week
0: against the forty ers at home for sixty three hundred yeah um i I feel good about it definitely um sixty three hundred is you know it's it's getting up there it's at uh, thirteen thirteen hundred less than Mahomes, which you know is a decent amount of money um but yeah, looking at the at the difference between what Wilson could do and what Mahomes could do I don't know it's a toss up I mean. I like him though. I definitely you know, I'd play I'd play Wilson. Okay.
1: And we were looking at that second tier there. I'm looking at uh well, maybe the most polarizing quarterback in the league right now, man, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. How do you feel about that? You know, in league <laughs> in, in, in season longs, I have Aaron Rodgers in our league of record. In our season long, you, I mean you have to play him. I, I, I doubt that you drafted him in the third, fourth round, whatever, and then pick somebody up. I actually picked up Baker in that league in the very last round for a keeper and he's turned around, so that's an option, but can you get away from Aaron Rodgers at home versus Arizona? I mean, the Packers are pretty much eliminated from the playoffs, but technically not yet. Uh, this would be a huge, you know, prove
0: it game for Aaron Rodgers. He could go off against the Cardinals. What do you think? Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, at the same time, I don't know. Yeah, you know, Rodgers. He's 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 been inconsistent lately, and like you know, like you said, they're they they're not in contention for the playoffs, so he doesn't have to play hard. Yeah, he definitely wants to like prove himself he always does um arizona against green bay in green bay it it could go either way i feel like russell wilson for 6300 just a hundred dollars more is uh a more efficient bet but you never know anything can happen
1: fair enough let's check out the middle of the pack here the middle to the bottom um of this rung here and see who you're looking at first name i'm looking at uh two or three names that come off right right away uh lamar jackson andrew luck tom brady What's your thought? And let's add Jameis Winston into that mix. What do you think about those four guys? Just really quick, run through each one of them and and give me a, a, a thumbs up or a thumbs down with Jameis, Lamar, uh, Andrew Luck, and Tom Brady. They're all uh, in, uh, what, 6,000 to 5,800 range.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Jameis Winston at 6,000 and... Uh, who was the last one in there? Tom Brady. Tom Brady at 5,800, yeah. So they're all within a couple hundred. Um... Yeah, Lamar Jackson against Atlanta in Atlanta uh, could, you know, Lamar Jackson. Andrew Luck is $100 cheaper than, um, Lamar Jackson, um, and the Colts are playing Jacksonville, um, I like that matchup, I think, better with, with Atlanta. 29th versus
1: quarterbacks versus Jacksonville. Certainly stumbling, but they're still – I mean, Jalen Ramsey's still there. A.J. Bui is still there. True. You know, Andrew luck been playing out of his mind. He's got three straight – he's got eight straight games with three-plus touchdowns, which is amazing. Um, a lot of that, though, is coming home. This is in the division. Jacksonville needs this win. They, they're playing outdoors. I could see this kind of being a sneak attack game for the Jaguars, uh, personally. But um, – yeah, I mean it's hard to go away from Andrew Luck. I think right now, man, he's been on fire. Yeah, definitely. He's yep. He's consistent. How do you feel about Mr. Brady, man, playing at home but verse Minnesota, eleventh verse? I know uh, you're a, you're a Minnesota Minnesota cat. How do you feel about Tom Brady against the Vikings? Yeah, I don't know, man, I don't. I don't know. I don't know about Tom Brady. I'm I'll jump the gun and tell you that there's no way in
0: hell I would play Tom Brady yeah, in DFS I, versus Minnesota. Yeah, I don't think I would either. And okay. I mean, I just I try not to play Tom Brady if, <laughs> if it's not a good idea to play him. Like I only play him if it's like you should definitely play Tom Brady right now. That's the only. Time versus I'll the play Jets him. at home, yeah. Versus the yeah, sure, a plus matchup. Minnesota yeah.
1: certainly not. It looks like Xavier Rudd's pulled up a little bit of, of a hamstring issue, but looks like the MRI is basically saying that you know he, he should be, be good for this week. And even if he's not, I think that that Minnesota pass rush in general, we saw what it did last week against Rodgers. And you know, Patriots are much better than the Packers overall, but they they certainly you know sacked Rogers four times and. That could certainly be a headache there so okay a couple more names for the for the quarterback position let's look at the bottom tier here uh who are we looking for we're not sure if trubisky going to play so we're going to leave him out um right now he's at 5700 but we're not sure if he's going to play or chase daniel of course chase daniel played well uh thanksgiving against the lions so i think the bears feel confident with him they're playing the giants i think the bears could probably beat the giants with either quarterback so not sure what's on trubisky so we'll skip him but i'm looking at matt ryan Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins, uh, Flacco, I I think is is on the list somehow, but it's Lamar Jackson for, for right now. Um, you know, Stafford, uh, you're looking at um Josh Allen, Mariota, uh Eli Manning way down there versus the Bears. Any of these guys, we don't have to run through every team, but any of these guys in this general range that that
0: catches your eye um for a potential plus play here? Um not necessarily Baker Mayfield, Cleveland against Houston at home. Houston's got a solid defense um Matt Ryan in Atlanta against Baltimore it's I don't know it's iffy it's Matt Ryan though he you know he could, he could that defense it. And looking got good bro and they are but you know i mean Matt Ryan, Ryan also, also has you know Jones and uh Sanu and, Ridley Ridley yeah. and Sanu um so you know they're they're stacked on the passing game for sure so i and it's I maybe play maybe play Matt Ryan. How do you feel? How do you feel about Josh Allen? I know he's not a
1: sexy name. I know he's he's kind of like Lamar Jackson, where he's not going to put up big numbers in the passing game. But the Bills have been playing a lot better with him in the lineup. Of course, Miami is at home. That defense hasn't been too scary. Um, they do have Xavier Howard, who's a solid, promising young cornerback. But you know, Josh Allen had ninety nine. Rush yards last week. We right. all know that rushing quarterbacks are more valuable than non-rushing quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Outside of you know a breeze, you know Mahomes, Goff somebody like that. Just quick thoughts on on Josh Allen and, and if maybe you think he would be worth it playing a Miami team that frankly is is you know looked promising for a second, but probably not at this point here. um I like Josh Allen. Uh, Personally, I just like the rushing ability. The Bills don't have much to play for. Shady McCoy has been done all season. I've been saying since the preseason to not worry about him. I think the offense runs through Josh Allen. Um, you know, this is this is a, a big game on the – just a pride game, I think, for both these teams in the division. Mm-hmm. Am I just talking them up too much? I don't know. Just, just a thought. I mean, yeah, he's 5,300 – uh seems like kind of a
0: bargain potentially against against uh the dolphins. Yeah, he could be. I mean, I like Josh Allen. That you 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 know your point about the the rushing quarterback too definitely gives him more value. Um for 5300, if you're looking at the people next to him, there's Matt Stafford and Case Keenum, Denver's at Cincinnati. Um Case Keenum could be all right, but yeah, J- uh, Josh Allen the thing with the uh, thing with DFS though is, is you never know. It's like it's with a lot of it. You you have to be you definitely have to be logical and rational about your decisions and look at what's going on. But you also have to like follow your gut. And so you know if you have a gut thing that says go with Josh Allen, then I would go with him.
1: Cool. But statistically. Maybe not. And Eli Manning's floating way down there at 5,000, but he's playing the Bears. I recommend you stay way the hell away. Way the hell away from (laughs) Eli Manning. All right, cool, man. Let's jump over to the running backs here. He's not
0: worth three grand this week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you there, man.
1: Let's jump over to the running back position here. And, of course, you've got your top dogs uh, like every single week. Um, But, again, it's just a matter of, you know, paying up for these guys. And do you want to pay up for a top guy like Gurley, CMC, Saquon, Kareem Hunt, David Johnson, Joe Mixon? uh, Fournette is still on the list, uh, for DraftKings, but of course he is suspended the game for being a knucklehead. Um, for those, I mean, any, you can't go wrong in my opinion with any of those guys, but of that top tier, I mean, Gurley's 9,300 bucks, man, McCaffrey, 8,800. Um, that could, that could, you know, I mean, that's a, a fifth of your, you know, your lineup, uh, pretty much with one guy. Um, anybody in that top, top
0: tier, uh, that you're thinking right away, you would, you would be willing to sign up for. Um, yeah, I mean, Initially, I was – you know, I like Saquon Barkley looking at his matchup, the Bears. I don't know about that one. Um, Christian McCaffrey, we got Carolina playing the Buccaneers. Over 200
1: yards last week, dude.
0: Yeah. And he's great. a beast. He's a whole
1: offense right now. And over Bucs 100
0: passing, over 100 mm-hmm. rushing yards. Yeah, McCaffrey's a beast. Um, I, I think, like, you know, you can't go wrong with Gurley, too, but he's 9,300. McCaffrey's 500 cheaper against Tampa Bay I think I'd probably go with McCaffrey in there. Something I would maybe uh go uh, I guess against Gurley which is kind of hard to say,
1: but just a thought on saving a couple maybe 500 bucks going with McCaffrey or even 1000 going down uh to say Kareem Hunt or so. Um with Gurley, my concern is that the Rams could come out fresh off of a bye. Everybody's healthy. Everybody's hungry. They're playing the Lions, who are, frankly, pathetic at this point. Right. They have no offense. Their defense is struggling. The Rams could be up like 28 nothing at half, 28-7 at half, straight up, and be smashing them. And you would think, okay, well, Gurley will just run out the clock. We've seen week in and week out that McVeigh does not do that. He doesn't want to burn his dudes. They're you know. they're in a serious Super Bowl contention this year. He's not going to put Gurley out there up three touchdowns. It could be a Malcolm Brown second half, which is cool because you're saving Gurley, but that's not going to help your fantasy team, right? So maybe just thinking too far ahead, but this could be a game script where I could see the Rams smoke the Lions early, and instead of Gurley just running out the clock getting garbage time, Malcolm Brown comes play in there because yeah, yeah, the why, yeah. why burn Gurley right? Yeah. Um, Who seemed to be a little bit banged up on Monday Night Football against the Chiefs the other week, you know, Mm -hmm. wasn't getting wasn't running out the clock there. So maybe a concern there for Gurley. I really like um, Kareem Hunt, you know, again, with the Chiefs, man, it's just it's hard to get away from that versus Oakland. The Chiefs can beat Oakland however they want to. And I think that Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey, Kareem Hunt, I mean, all those guys could have a touchdown or two in the first half. You know, so I think that's a great. That's probably who I would pay for up in this uh, seventy five hundred plus range. Let's get to the middle tier here. We got Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, James White, who we love here on the podcast. Uh, Dalvin Cook, Sony Michelle. How do you feel about some of these guys here in the middle tier? Um, if you're looking at uh, Nick Chubb down through, let's say maybe uh, Philip Lindsey.
0: Um. Hmm, let's see. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is looking good. Maybe Sony, Sony Michelle, but um, yeah, against Minnesota, you can run against Minnesota. Um, and James White, I don't know. I always like James White, and he's the top uh, pass catching running back, bro. Um, he's the
1: man. Daniel, Daniel's been rocking James White in both leagues this week, or both leagues this year, and. He's been killing it with his, you know, Tariq Cohen's and James White and uh, Chris Chris Thompson before he got hurt. He yeah. loves those little Dink and Dunk PPR backs, man. And James White's been killing James it. James White um, is the man. Do you Do you think, really quick, uh, kind of a DFS aside, but just to get your opinion, do you think James White and Sony Michelle, who are four hundred apart here, um, do you think they? Play significantly different roles, which they seem to do. Sony's the pounder, yeah. James is the dump off guy. But do you think they eat each other, or do you think they feed off of each other because you can't really guard either one of them, right? Yeah, Just curious on I, that. I
0: definitely, I think they they feed off of each other and the pack or the the Patriots. Uh, you know, they spread out their plays pretty well too. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't stick with using one back or one. You know, Brady's passing everybody, and they're using all their backs and. So I mean, you could you could roll with both of them in your lineup. Cool, I like
1: that. How do you feel about Nick Chubb, man? He has been on fire. Of course, he had that Moss Moss touchdown last week. He's had rushing scores um, in the last few games, starting to be involved in the pass game. Duke Johnson is nowhere to be found all of a sudden, which is strange. Of course, Carlos Hyde is now in Jacksonville. Um, this Browns offense, man, don't look now, but <laughs> Baker and the Browns are starting to play some football. <laughs> yeah, man, how, how, do you, how do you feel about Nick Chubb at seven thousand? Yeah,
0: that's, that's he, a,
1: it's a it's a Nice grip of change there. That's
0: Well, they're playing Houston. Um, that's definitely a rough defense to go up against. Um, at 7,000, I'd say it's hit or miss. I like Nick Chubb um, looking at the matchup and his price. Um, I don't know that I'd play him this week. Okay. You just stick away from him there. All right, let's go a little bit deeper here.
1: We're looking at uh, Matt Breida, Tariq Cohen, Philip Lindsay. Looks like Karrion Johnson's technically questionable, but I'm not sure that he's going to play this week. And even if he does, he's playing against the Rams. I'm not super stoked on that. In season-long leagues, if Carrion's healthy, you're firing him up. But in DFS, I wouldn't worry about it. Um, Dion Lewis, Chris Carson, Marlon Max also questionable. Shady McCoy,
0: Gus Edwards, man. How do you feel about him? Gus Edwards, that's oh, in that – Why not, right? From that whole – play, and he's a lot cheaper than we're, – we're going from Matt is 5,800 – and Gus Edwards is down there, 4,800, maybe seven people below him, eight people. Um, I'm I'm going with Gus Edwards for sure, Love especially it. against Atlanta. Baltimore against Atlanta, Dude. Gus Edwards for 4,800 all day. Love that. Beautiful. Cool. All
1: right, let's move on to the wide receivers here and check out the top tiers. And and at the end of this, of course, we'll be making a lineup really quick. Let's go all the way to the top here and see who we've got in our top tier area. Again, we're missing out on the Saints guys. Amari Cooper's not in the slate. We don't have uh, the Steelers available, the Chargers available, so there's a handful of quality receivers out. But, of course, Tyreek Hill, your man, $9,100, though. Holy smokes. Um, Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, Adam Thielen, uh, Devontae Adams, OBJ, Julio
0: Diggs. How do you feel about that top tier there? Who would you pay up for? Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a good one. Um, Tyreek Hill at 9100 against Oakland. I mean, I don't know. Is 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 it possible that they could do the same thing like what you were talking about with the Rams, where um, you know they're in a good position, they smoke them early, and then Hill's not playing that much. That could that could still happen. And like you said before too, I think when we were in on the pod, uh, Mahomes could have like two eighty-yard bomb touchdowns to Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. And you know, even at that point, if he was done, it would be a lot of points. Mm-hmm. But ninety-one hundred, I don't know. Um, I think. It's It's a good matchup with Oakland. It's like you want to play them, but for 9100 it's going to eat up a lot of your money. It depends on how many other value players you can get sure you know and and so I, I suppose that would that would be to be determined after you uh, had your lineup m- made and then if you want to go back and okay, maybe afford them.
1: I think the one that I would pay up for in this uh, circumstance, I love uh, I, you know just in general. I love um, Julio. I love Odell. I love Diggs. I love Adams. I don't like any of their matchups, though, this week. Right. Um, I think Mike Evans in this top tier is the one that I would play, I think. Uh, Carolina's been able to get beat um, by the receivers. Tampa Bay's at home. Jameis is playing well. And Mike Evans and Jameis look to be on the same page. Of course, uh, Mike Evans was over 100 yards again last week. He's had five consecutive seasons to start his career over 1,000 yards, um, Carolina having a good up, you know, front seven, uh, stopping the run, which Tampa Bay doesn't have anyway. Um, but I think Mike Evans can maybe get loose for a couple couple bombs here and, and certainly, a, you know, a red zone target at 6'5 always. So I think I'd pay up for Mike Evans potentially at 8,100. But again, to pay up for somebody that high in the receiver category is, is difficult if they don't have a prime matchup. And looking at the slate here, nobody has um, an absolutely prime matchup necessarily with the matchup so if we can go down to the middle um categories here uh we're not sure about aj green i had mentioned off the podcast while we were getting getting loose here that uh i'm I'm not even convinced uh personally there's no reports to back this up per se but i'm just not sure that aj green is going to even play the rest of the season um i just don't think the Bengals have much to play for uh andy dalton's out even if aj green does come back what is his relationship with jeff driscoll probably not amazing um now, if AJ Green comes back, I like Tyler Boyd a lot more, but that mm-hmm. has nothing to do with AJ Green, AJ Green. So we're not going to talk about him unless he's back for sure. Looking down in the middle tier, there we have Julian Edelman, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Kenny Galladay, Emmanuel Sanders, Tyler Boyd, T.Y. Hilton, and Josh Gordon. Who in this middle group um, are you
0: excited about this week? That is a good question. I'm out. Like it. Cooks and Woods are always right next to each other with their price point, and it's you're kind of guessing which one of them is gonna. Which I think is so ridiculous that they do that. Yeah, like, totally. Um, but, but yeah, we've seen multiple games where both they both they both do it. Yeah, sure. So you know, so I, I suppose between Cooks and Woods, like Cooks is seven thousand and Woods is sixty nine. I'd probably <laughs> I'd probably go with Woods and save a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, in your
1: opinion, really quick, uh, who would be the number one receiver in general in
0: LA with Cup out? Who who do you think is the number one with Cooks and Woods? Um, yeah, it's that's tough too. I Josh Reynolds is good too. Um, Josh Reynolds is our man on the podcast. We've yeah, been repping him since the preseason. Um, I don't know. I just I, I kind of want to go with Woods on that. Okay, fair enough. How
1: about uh, Emmanuel Sanders versus Cincinnati, who has been absolutely horrendous? Kenny Galladay is the only person left in Detroit, uh, but he's playing the Rams. Um, T.Y. Hilton has been just out of control with Andrew Luck recently. However, they're on the road facing Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. Josh Gordon's been playing well quietly in New England, but going up against um, New, uh, New England, or excuse me, going up against Minnesota, and if Xavier Rhodes is. Good to go, he'll get that um roads closed treatment. Anybody down in this in this
0: area that you're that you're maybe shying away from or excited about here? Well, if I look down um right below Josh Gordon, we got Tyler Lockett mm-hmm. and he's fifty eight hundred. Um
1: yeah, can you scroll down a little bit more and check out some of these
0: deeper names here? Yeah. There's a lot of options at the receiver so position here. I, I feel like I'm leaving Galladay alone. I'm leaving I, I'd maybe play T. Y. Hilton. I'm leaving Josh Gordon alone. Um, I'd probably go with Lockett though, going down the line there.
1: Looking, looking deeper here at the matchups. DJ Moore going against Tampa Bay, who's been terrible, 28th against receivers. Yeah. Corey Davis against the Jets, 26th against receivers. Doug Baldwin against San Francisco could get loose. Calvin Ridley, of course, has been playing well, but he's playing against Baltimore, the number one team versus receivers. How do you feel about any of these? Maybe these deeper names. And now, now we're starting to, you know, we're starting to maybe save four thousand dollars off of uh, Tyreek Hill here.
0: Yeah, it's looking good down here too. You know, you're saving money, and then I like I like this area of of people of 5500 right there. I like DJ Moore, Corey Davis, Doug Baldwin, and Calvin Ridley. Um, out of those four, I'd probably uh, I'd probably go with DJ Moore.
1: I agree with Tampa you. Bay. I think he's been he's I think he's the number one and has been for a while in Carolina. Mm-hmm. I've been saying for weeks that I think Devin Funchess in General's trash. Yeah, Um, and he's hurt anyway. Uh, Curtis Samuel is super athletic and a hell of a football player, but not, like, meshing well with Cam. Uh, You know, Cam, of course, has never been terribly accurate. Of course, uh, Greg Olson... Is a shell of himself. I think this entire offense is Cam Newton, McCaffrey, and DJ Moore. And against Tampa Bay, when you know you know Jameis and Tampa Bay is going to be lighting it up, man. Um, Tampa Bay is actually leading the league in in, uh, yards overall, which is surprising. Above the Chiefs and the Rams there, so. I think that the only chance for the for the uh, Carolina Panthers to keep pace here is to chuck it up, and I think DJ Moore would be that guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I agree there. Okay. Um, why don't you give it one more scroll and see if we can get some real deep names here for the listeners if we're trying to save some ducats here.
0: Yeah. Cool. Right there is good. Yeah. So
1: we're looking at uh, Jarvis Landry, who's been extremely frustrating. Jesus Christ. Still leads the team every single week in, in – uh, in, um, and uh targets with the browns but right. not coming up with those receptions marquez valdez scantling has been extremely frustrating just one catch for three yards versus minnesota last week Oh, the last couple of good ones hurt larry fitzgerald might be my pick down in this area versus green bay man um yeah. on the road he's a little bit different but he's a nice squeeze there we have josh reynolds who you just mentioned deshaun jackson is decent for a deep bomb but not much else he's also hurt kiki cuties battling a hamstring sterling shepherd i mean you're kind of throwing darts here. Who who in this general area are you feeling if you're looking to really
0: really kind of dive deep here? Definitely. Well, um I'm looking at Josh Reynolds for sure. He's mm-hmm. 4900 and he's and not facing Darius slay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is clutch. Yep, he is not facing slay. Um Larry Fitzgerald, I definitely. I feel you on the on the Fitzgerald and I feel I I don't know what Fitzgerald's ceiling is I could look but uh I mean last week he had two catches two touchdowns 30 yards right that's the ceiling at this point so <laughs> I feel like $5,100 for Fitzgerald with his ceiling is is good and then yeah Josh Reynolds for sure uh the rest of them I'm leaving them all alone and they're all questionable too yeah right a lot of injuries down in the shirt Valdez Scantling yeah like the last couple weeks No, I he he was looking promising um I still think he's good I wouldn't do it for DFS. But
1: in season long, I have him paired with Rodgers. And mm-hmm. I had Geronimo early in the season. Geronimo went down. I picked up Scantling. It's been great. It's been frustrating the last couple of weeks. I just think that straight up the play calling has been terrible in Green Bay. McCarthy's going to get fired. They yeah. just won't fire him midseason out of respect. But he's gone. And I think that Rodgers, Equinemius St. Brown, Geronimo yeah. Allison, Devontae Adams, Valdez Scantling, Aaron Jones, all these guys coming back next year. I think the Packers are going to be nasty next year with another year of the belt. This year, though... They're all kids still. You can tell Rodgers is frustrated with everybody, but Devonte Adams. It's just not clicking week in and week out. Yeah. So I agree. I would stick away, unfortunately. So in this range, I would go Fitzgerald or Josh Reynolds as well. Let's check out. Uh, let's check out the tight end position here. We'll get into the defenses, and then we'll look at a, an overall lineup. So for the tight ends, of course, you got your you got your road dogs here. You got Travis Kelsey, of course, versus Oakland, uh, seven thousand. Um, you've got George Kittle versus, uh, or at Seattle, which is a, is a tough matchup there. Rob Gronkowski, who came back to norm last week, which is good to see, caught a nice long touchdown there, but play, facing Minnesota. And then Jared Cook, David Njoku, Eric Ebron, Greg Olson, Jimmy Graham, Austin Hooper, Evan Ingram, assuming he plays this week, Trey Burton. Um, a lot of tight ends here. Tight end is a finicky position, man. I Maybe you can cover this more than I can, but. In a season long league you go with consistency, right? In DFS I have to imagine with a tight end position you either go Kelsey, Kittle or Bust or yeah. you just go for the guy who may catch a touchdown at $3000 and save your money elsewhere. What's yeah. your what's your strategy?
0: Yeah, there? a lot a lot of the times yeah, I look for a cheaper tight end, the guy that may catch a touchdown, somebody, you know, who you know is cheap but maybe is averaging around between like six and 10 points a game or something, you know, and you know, who who knows you get them for $3,000 and they may end up getting two touchdowns and getting 20, 20 some points, you know? And, um, I mean, that's, that's a lot what it is too, is it's really like following your gut. It's a guessing game. It's like, nobody, nobody knows who's really going to do what you can do all the research you want, which definitely is is a good thing (laughs) to do and it helps and and it's necessary, but yeah, you, you never know. Who's going to do what and what lineup is going to, um, is going to make it happen. And that, and that's like, that's what I'm after too. I'm after like the, I'm, I'm ready to win the hundred thousand dollars or more and it's possible. And you just need to have that right lineup and picking random, you know, following injuries and, um, yeah, picking random people that might just have a game, somebody that hasn't done anything, um let's say like jordan thomas for example um houston yeah yeah houston like last week um he was, I can't remember how much he was he was cheap like less than $3000 or something and i don't remember how many dfs points he got but it was definitely worth worth the value and i feel like the winner of that uh the showdown that night um definitely had jordan thomas on his lineup
1: i'm all yeah i'm also looking at players like you know seals jones has been you know certainly frustrating but you know you've got other guys here gerald everett of course last monday night or two monday nights ago two two touchdowns blew up right yeah Johnu smith caught a 61 yard uh touchdown on monday night football this week you know so you kind of you know you get to this point sometimes where and but then you have guys like trey burton like get him away from me. I got him in season yeah. one, so I have to play him. He costs thirty eight hundred yeah, on here. No like I'm no playing way him.
0: even against the Giants. Now, how do you oh, feel about Cameron Brait, man? OJ Howard's out. I love Cameron Brait playing against. The- oh yeah, Winston's back in Winston Brait. They've got a good BFFs. Dude. Uh, yeah, Bro. so uh, I mean, looking at all these Braits, probably the the main tight end I'm going with. I actually I already made a lineup that had Brait yeah. in it. We'll get um, to your
1: lineup here in a second when we when we rattle it off here for the listeners. How do you feel about your boy Rudolph? Nice game last week against the Packers. Yeah, finally he's, he's, he's pretty hit or miss. But <laughs> again, I know you're you're a, a Minnesota guy. You may, may know a little bit more of of uh, you know what the Vikings are doing with him. He seems like he seems like a frustrating guy, man. Just as knowing him through fantasy, he seems uber talented, huge, athletic, but so many weapons. He looks like he's like the seventh option in that offense. What's the deal?
0: Right. I mean, and that's just this year too. That's new this year. Like Kyle Rudolph Is it cousins. It, it 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 must be i don't know what it is i'm trying to figure but that cousins out cousins love jordan reed in, um, in
1: washington so what's that about
0: maybe him and Rudolph don't get along as well um, sure. cuz definitely that's always a factor too you know like just like your daily life with the people you hang out with you know you're like those people you're closer with and and that happens in the nfl too where like you sure. know people are working together and they're like they either like this person or don't like this person and you and you see it all the time um, so, I mean, that could be the case. I don't know. He's definitely frustrating. I mean, he's been frustrating the shit out of me. The beginning of the season, I was I was playing him. I'm like, it's it's Kyle Rudolph. I played him all the time last year, and I won on lineups with Kyle Rudolph in. Um, he had a good game the other night, and I don't know. Maybe something clicked. Maybe that is the the um, the deal is him and Cousins aren't getting along, but now they are, and and maybe it's clicking. Mm. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully Rudolph can keep going from where he, where he was at last game. And, um, and he got his first touchdown of the season last mm-hmm. game, didn't he? Yeah, that's Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. yeah. Come on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. And in that top, in that top tier, uh, I mean, would you pay up for K- – I mean, Kelsey's Kelsey. Are you going to pay up for Kelsey? Would you play for Kittle? Do you believe in Gronk? Do you think uh, Jared Cook who has been, you know, inconsistent, but he definitely blows up occasionally. Chiefs can be beat. They're 30th against the tight end. David Njoku had a nice bounce back. The Houston Texans are – 29th against tight end eric ebron is my pick uh jack doyle is on ir dude we already saw what eric ebron he's a top five tight end every week um but he is going against jacksonville uh how do you feel in in, in this you know top tier would you would you pay up for somebody in the 4,000 range uh like Injoku ebron um austin hooper or are you going to jump up to kittle and gronk at 5900 or are you going all the way to the top travis kelsey at seven grand
0: yeah no i'm I'm definitely gonna stay away from Kelsey this week. I feel like seven grand is uh, way too high of a price point for him, um, especially looking at someone like Jared Cook, who's forty-seven hundred, and uh, it's Oakland against Casey, and Casey's thirtieth against tight ends. Um, so I feel maybe in there for forty-seven hundred, I'd I'd go with Cook, but then even beyond that, I'd still I'm going down. I'm looking at Cameron Brait and maybe Janu um Turner Smith? Yeah. Or Everett. Everett's $2900. Oof. He might not have the same kind of game as he did, um but but if he does, that's, he, that's if he does, <laughs> it's that's it's $2900. Yeah, so um you can put um Everett in your flex and great as your tight end and you you're going to be saving some money. And then with your defense being cheap, you got you got a good average amount to spend on the rest of your uh, QB, RBs, and wide receivers. Cool. Let's go over to those defenses.
1: <coughs> now, the defense position, before I even say anything, I have a particular strategy that guys give me shit about all the time in the, in the league, you know, uh, the season long, uh, holding two, three, four defenses at a time and shit. <laughs> especially, <Yeah. laughs> especially, especially this time of year. You nice. Know, playing the matchups. What is your general strategy for DFS with defenses? Because this isn't this isn't like you're going to pick someone and hold on to them. You're not waiting for next week's matchup. It's always this week's matchup. So, what is your general strategy? I mean, the price points aren't terribly different, but a couple weeks ago, I remember the Bears were way expensive, but they met it right. Right. Uh, sometimes the Rams are expensive, but they meet it. Um, yeah. You shoot, you know, just kind of throwing
0: darts here, or, or do
1: you have a, you know, a general, general strategy here with with the defensive position?
0: Yeah, the price point between the defenses here is two thousand and. Uh, for the lowest tier and 3,400 for this, uh, Seahawks defense. Um, a lot of times on defense, I'll scroll straight to the bottom and I'll look from the bottom up because defense, I mean, even if you took the Seahawks for 3,400, you're saving money. Um, so defense is a, is a good place to, to save money for the to, to have more money for the rest of your lineup. Um, so, I don't know. I usually, I go to the bottom, and then I just start looking at matchups. I'm like, at the bottom here, we got San Francisco's D against Seattle at home. Probably not going to take that. Casey at Oakland, um, not taking the Raiders. Arizona at Green Bay, no. Rams at Detroit. Carolina at Tampa Bay, um, probably not this week.
1: Maybe, you know, a handful of turnovers, maybe. But Tampa, Tampa Bay is going to put up yards, and points. Right. And I don't think I don't think Carolina is good enough right now to shut them
0: down. No. No. But they are uh Carolina's playing for a playoff spot, yeah. Yep. So they, you know, they've got a lot to play for this week, so they're going to be You never know though. It's one of those things. Tampa Bay's defense could get Yeah, the bottom points. tier just
1: may not work out, man, cuz there's a lot of bad matchups in there. You there is. Just, yeah, I'm just going loop.
0: up and it's So you you know, this week maybe yeah, you're paying up for a D. Um I don't really see one yet that sticks out that I'm like, yeah, I'd play that. Um, let's see, Jacksonville, Indianapolis, no. I like KCZ. the Seahawks. I like the Seahawks, which are expensive, but Seahawks with, yeah. against San Francisco. Yeah, I,
1: I just I agree them at home, man. Like I'm a Niner fan, but <laughs> I think yeah. Seattle's gonna gonna smash.
0: Frankly, the Bears. Um, the Bears are next um, at New York. That that could be a a decent matchup. I mean the Bears their their defense is sure beastly.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um and you know maybe Green Bay at home uh versus Arizona probably going to be yeah. cold cold in Wisconsin. It's an outdoor game. Arizona's used to playing inside. They got to travel across the country. Packers are pissed, dude. Honestly, that's Packers probably where
0: I'd go. Definitely. Yeah. I probably I'd probably take the Packers deep. I think so too. Arizona at home with the factors you were just bringing up like the cold. That's always a good thing too is to like you know pay attention to where they're playing what the temperature is if it's an outdoor stadium or an indoor yeah. stadium definitely a factor absolutely i totally agree any of those defenses that you're just absolutely not playing um top tiers they're all all right i i don't i don't know if i'd play baltimore against atlanta this week um at at uh at atlanta um, I don't know the whole yeah bottom tier. The know, bottom tier yeah, is rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Rams against Detroit. Rams D. is twenty six hundred. Sure.
1: Yeah, and Detroit is again just just skinny, and uh, they don't have options. <coughs> I don't think they're going to be able to stop that offensive line. Looks like uh, Akib Talib could be making it back this week. Oh yeah, um, if he comes back, and they take Kenny Galladay out, and on Johnson doesn't play. Dude, this could be a shutout. Yeah, so yeah, Rams
0: Rams could be a definitely a good pick. Rams could be
1: gnarly. So okay, cool. Well we've just we've we've gone through most of them here. Um let's uh let's create some lineups, man. Let's get into it. And uh you you've already made a couple lineups. Do you want to share one of those or do you wanna do you wanna create one from scratch here? We can do it either way. Yeah, let's just
0: um let's can just start
1: we, from scratch. Can we check our time up here on the, oh, yeah. uh, to see where we're at, making sure we got Okay, cool. We got about yeah, we got about 15 minutes here left of the podcast. So we can either throw one together or maybe you can just read off one of yours that you've got going on here. Uh that might be better off to save some time. While you're pulling that up, um I just want to encourage uh listeners to if you want to get into the DFS game, it's a lot of fun. But again, you know, you need to you need to pace yourself. You know what I mean? Like this is a form of gambling. And I played a lot of online poker when I was younger, man, but I stopped because like you get that hungry, you lose one, you want to win it back, you lose one, you want to win it back. And I know that you've been successful in this. Do you have any you know, advice at all for, for letting people do this and have fun with it without it becoming a time and money suck? You know what I mean? Because that's the thing about leagues, the season long, that's why I like them. I put up my money, whatever it is, 20, 50 bucks, whatever the league is. And that's like all I'm putting in for the league. And I, I know that and it's cool, no big deal. DFS could be a dollar here, $10 there, 100 bucks there. You could really quickly win a lot and lose a lot within a couple of weeks. What is, You've been pretty successful with this overall. What are some maybe some pulls <coughs> um, or some maybe don't do's uh, <laughs> in, the, in the DFS scene?
0: Well, I feel like there's definitely something for, it, for everybody in dfs um it, if you want to play you know there's anything from free contests that to contest that cost like five thousand dollars ten thousand dollars there's you know really expensive contests. um a lot of the contests i play uh it's a three dollar buy-in um and the top prize for the contest is a hundred thousand dollars so if you get first place in that contest you're hitting that hundred thousand dollars um there's a twenty dollar contest every sunday that's uh uh, first place pays out a million, um, and then you know there's a bunch of other contests that pay out twenty five or two hundred fifty thousand dollars, um, yeah, it's all different, but there's something for everybody. There's free contests um, that actually pay out money, um, and then there's quarter contests too, which I do a lot of those. Um, whenever I fill out my lineups for the week, I usually um, you can go to the quarter lineup and hit enter each of the selected lineups for however many lineups times a quarter. Mm-hmm. That's how much it costs. So at the end after I've made all my lineups I go in I enter all of them as quarters too and then I go switch them up because having more lineups is definitely going to give you a a better chance at winning of, yeah of course um and with that with the quarterback, say if I have made 8 lineups it's going to cost me $2 to make eight other variations of that lineup um you know which I could uh I could win my my money back just off of a quarter bet from what i spent so that's kind of it's kind of like an insurance the quarter bets you don't win a ton um i think sometimes they're like there was a quarter bet last night where first place was five hundred dollars so that's pretty wild. that's like crazy (laughs) crazy payout yeah Yeah. sure um that's
1: that's awesome cool yeah i i generally try to keep it small because dfs for me is just kind of a fun like let's see how good i am week to week kind of a thing but i don't get into it personally that's why i want i was excited to bring you on because i know that you're you're a gamer man you do this weekly you do basketball which is essentially daily
0: yeah. um
1: and it's it's cool i'm into it and i like to know more about it i know that uh daniel and curly have dabbled a little bit but not a ton so it's good that you can bring on the, the this this branch to the podcast so um before we get out of here man we got about 10 minutes um 10 12 minutes why don't you uh rally off your lineup um and then I'll explain my lineup that I threw together here, and we can just uh, talk about them quick, and we'll boogie out of here.
0: You know, after going through like the lineups that I have made already, like I made them quick. There, there are a couple quarter lineups. Um, and after going through this podcast today, like, doing things the... even a little bit more, um, <laughs> yeah, research, I would, I would probably switch my lineups sure. up now. But... We'll read off
1: what you got on basic, you know, instinct. I think it's important yeah. though, because when you and I get to get to talking, we bounce ideas off each other, right? That's that's what's helpful here in the fantasy world, right? But at the same totally. time you did your own research and you came up with your lineups. So why don't you battle you know, toss your lineup out there, see what
0: you're feeling, and then I'll give mine as well and we'll give some quick feedback here for for the listeners and we'll we'll jet out of here. All right. Yeah. Okay. So usually I have some sort of stack in my lineup I with with the quarterback between a quarterback and a wide receiver yeah. or a um pass catching running back or a tight end. Or all three. Um
1: and again, really quick before you do uh, that, sorry, we're in DraftKings, which is PPR, right? Full, point, yep. full PPR. And uh, we're in DraftKings, and this is just the Sunday slate. So we're not including Saints, Cowboys, Chargers, Steelers, Skins, or Eagles, just to be clear. Yep. Go ahead. Who you got at the quarterback okay, position? so
0: I've got Lamar Jackson for quarterback at 5,900. Mm-hmm. Um, good matchup against Atlanta. Um, Tevin Coleman as um, a running back which I could go either way, you know. Baltimore is decent against the back. Um, and then I've got Christian McCaffrey, which he's 8,800. You can't go wrong with McCaffrey. He's it's my man. Yeah.
1: I got McCaffrey too here. I'll, pass I'll be. catching,
0: running back. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's running. He's catching passes. He's doing it all. Over 200 he's, total yards last week, two touchdowns. He's, he's the entire offense. I'm with you. Yeah. So, um, and then I've got Tyree Kill at 9,100. I – uh I definitely like bought bought down the on some players to get him. Sure. Uh, After him, uh, Josh Reynolds at forty nine hundred. You know, yeah, I think that's a really good play. I think that's the best uh, wide receiver value I have here Um, because you know Tyreek's ninety one. Josh Reynolds is forty nine. Josh Reynolds could do better than Tyreek. You never know. That happens a lot too, where like a player that costs like half as much or not even close to somebody like does way better, and you're like. Well, shit! I could add that person to tailing up. Yeah, man. Um, next I've got Thielen. He's another can't, guy I paid out for. He's at eight thousand. Can't go wrong with him. Yeah, sure. Can't ever go wrong with Thielen. Um, and then in my tight end spot, I have Matt LaCosse. Okay, explain Matt LaCosse really quick. Denver. I know because
1: because I'm just kind of a nerd and and got into it this morning with uh, Hireman being out, but. He's the tight end for the Broncos.
0: Yeah, he's he's the number one tight end for the Broncos at, at this point. And um, since they just traded uh, Sanders or not Sanders, uh, Thomas, they Thomas from... Thomas to um, Houston. The Houston, I almost said the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, since they traded Thomas to Houston, you know they're looking for for other options. Hireman's out. Um, Lacoste, I think he got a touchdown last week. He had three receptions, thirty four yards. Um, he got twelve points. 4 points last week. I don't remember how much he cost. He cost $2500 this week. If he got like 8 points, it would be worth it for for $2500.
1: And the Broncos like to use those tight ends. Yes. Hireman basically before he got hurt, he was the streaming tight end everybody wanted, Yeah, right? And now you're just sub sub in Lacoss and yeah, I think that's a great I think that's a great pickup. Who do you got in your flex totally. and uh, defense? Cameron Bray of course, yeah. and Cameron Braid, of course, is is the number one guy now with O.J. Howard out. Cameron Bait's been really quiet this season
0: mm-hmm. because
1: O.J. Howard has really been blossoming, but O.J. Howard now is on IR. Cameron Braid's in. He and Jameis are BFFs as well, so yeah. um, love that matchup there. He caught a t- uh, touchdown immediately in that game last yeah,
0: week. Yeah, $3,700 for Cameron Braid. Can't go wrong. Good call. Um, I think a lot of the times in lineups, I mean, it, it depends week by week, um, but I'll put a tight end obviously in the tight end spot, but then I'll put another tight end in the flex because I feel like you can find good values for tight ends. Um, and nobody's
1: doubling down on tight ends. So as far as competing with other people, right. People rarely play. I played a DFS a couple of weeks ago and I put it up on our Instagram and I was like, Hey, how do y'all feel about this lineup? And somebody hit us up and was like, dude, this is trash. Who the hell starts? I think it was OJ Howard. And, um, uh, who was it? It was, it was, a. Uh, Oh, it was Kelsey and OJ Howard or something with the Mm -hmm. tight end and the the flex. And I was like, well, I like the matchups and blah, blah, blah. They were my two highest scorers on the entire team, bro. They both scored like two touchdowns. It was crazy.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, you can, yeah, if you you play in two tight ends, you can usually like, I mean, that's how I ended up affording uh, Tyreek Hill and Thielen um, and McCaffrey. Okay. I got McCaffrey, Hill, and Thielen. Yeah. Um, Some heavy hitters there. That's smart, man. It's hard to do that. Yeah. And what you got on your defense before I rattle? Rams. I got them Rams against Detroit.
1: That's um, a great one. And and we had mentioned earlier in the podcast that there's a chance that, that the Rams could straight up absolutely destroy <laughs> the Lions, man. If Carrion doesn't play and they shut down Kenny Galladay, I mean there's just like LeGarrette Blunt isn't gonna do what he wants to do against the Rams. Right. So I, I think that's a that's a great call. Did you use your whole budget there? Fifty fifty K? Uh I think I used the whole thing, yep. Okay. Pretty sure. All right, well, I'll get into mine here, and then we'll boogie down. Um, At quarterback, I have Russell Wilson uh, against the 49ers, the 6,300. I just like that matchup a lot. The Seattle uh, Seahawks are a different beast at home. I I really like um, them taking on a a 49ers beat-up defense. Richard Sherman is not who he used to be, and uh, I think Doug Baldwin gets straight. I've actually got a stack here in a little bit with the Seahawks that I'll come up with. At the running back position, my first one is Christian McCaffrey as well, uh, 8800 bucks. but, you know, going up against Tampa Bay, 30th in the league against running backs. I mean, he's averaging 25 fantasy points a week, Christian McCaffrey. He's a beast. I'm going to roll with him. And my second running back, I'm going to go with Phillip Lindsey, 5,400, um, 28th-ranked uh, Cincinnati uh, going up against the Broncos. The Broncos are playing fired up right now. They're on the outside looking in, but they do have a chance. Cincinnati has been destroyed on defense. Their linebackers are hurt. Their offense is terrible. I see this could be a game where the Broncos could get up maybe a score or two and basically just be running out the clock with Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay, and I think Philip Lindsay is more apt to break a bigger play and, and be out of the backfield there, so I like that <coughs> value play. And then uh, I also paid up for Tyreek Hill. I mean, how can you go wrong with – Arguably, you know, top five receiver in the league against the the Oakland Raiders. Nobody on Oakland can hang with him, so I like that. And I got DJ Moore. So two two Panthers versus the Bucks. Um, I got DJ uh, Moore, 5, 28th ranked uh, Buccaneers going up against him. I like that. And then David Moore for the Seattle Seahawks, forty three hundred bucks against San Francisco. Once again, uh, Sherman will be covering. Doug Baldwin, so they'll eliminate each other. Tyler Lockett's good for a deep bomb for sure, but David Moore might be the forgotten man there, so he could get loose on a couple. And uh, we know that Russell likes to scramble, chuck a few bombs. I could see that happening in this game. And Seahawks need this win big time, so they might be able to run up the clock. So that's my stack. David Moore and Russell Wilson. Tight end position, I got to go with Eric Ebron, man. I mean, even against Jacksonville, he's been catching multiple touchdowns with Jack Doyle in the lineup now. Jack Doyle's out. Love Eric Ebron. Yeah. And at my flex, this one's a deep swimmer because I had to save some money here. Thirty-three hundred. Carlos Hyde playing Ooh. against Jacksonville. <laughs> this is super risky. This is a this could be a straight up zero or a, a team winner. Fournette's out. Um, Yeldon's probably the better play, but he's he's you know a couple. hundred, you know, I think what was he four thousand four hundred? So he's like eleven 1, hundred bucks more expensive. I like Carlos Hyde here. I think they could potentially uh, ground and pound this one against. Indianapolis at home, and basically just try to keep luck off the field is my narrative. Right. It's the only chance they're going to have.
0: Yeah, that. and, uh, oh, you know, nobody else is probably going to be playing Carlos no. Hyde either. So And he's if, way down there, making $3,300. And you won with Carlos Hyde. That's how you win the big money. There you, you have go. that unsuspecting player in your lineup. There you
1: there. go. And last but not least, the Tennessee Titans playing against the Wolfle Jets. Uh, I just think that the Titans played really well, I thought, against Deshaun Watson um, on uh, Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be even better at home against a Jets team that has no running game, no passing game. I think they'll be just fine. Uh, I just hope that the Titans don't play down to their competition, which they do sometimes. So I'll take the Titans um, for a 3K. So once again, Russell Wilson, Philip Lindsay, Christian McCaffrey, Tyreek Hill, David Moore, DJ Moore, Eric Ebron, Carlos Hyde, and the Tennessee Titans. Well, thanks so much for joining us, man. We're gonna get out of here, but I appreciate you jumping on, and uh, we'll My see you next week, it.
0: hopefully. Yeah, buddy.
1: Awesome, man. Well, Most good have. luck this week. I know that I need to get the win against you, but either way, uh, good luck in your DFS lineups and um, good luck in the the listener league. And we got the playoffs coming around the corner, so um, any any last uh, last word of advice for any DFS players out there, really quick before we get jet.
0: Um. Oh yeah, Eckler might be a nice play this week. I don't know. we like uh, the. The Chargers weren't in what we were talking about because we were just talking about the earlier games. Um, But, yeah, look at Eckler. And uh, anything else? I don't know. I'm out.
1: will do it. Tomorrow, Daniel and I will be previewing the week 13 matchups and their fantasy implications. Remember to email us your start sit, keep trade cut questions, if still applicable, to our email address, tckpod at gmail.com, and DM us on Instagram at the kids with the hashtag tckpod. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and follow our stories throughout the weekend Thursday, Sunday, Sunday night, and Monday as well for game day updates. Thank you so much for listening and good luck in week 13. For Drew Mystic, I'm Sky Gwasco, and we are out of here! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.